Yeah, so that's the music that's playing in the background in the Wild West Saloon. Yeah, it is. It's a yeah. pianola, actually. It one is. of those pianos that plays itself. But it's actually the Three Stooges Western yes. movie, I think. Mm. It's got that kind of vibe to it. I quite like yeah. it. I think it sums up us as well. Yeah, Never I might have it uh, being played when they bring out my birthday cake <laughs> next year. That you're going to say for your wedding. <laughs> Maybe that too. That's yeah. even a better idea. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Cars Guide podcast where we tear down, pressure test and rebuild the issues of the Automotive Week. I'm James and with me are Richard. Hello. And another James we like to call J3 because he was the third James to join the team. This week, among other things, we'll look at Southeast Asian shenanigans, a new roller and the greatest movie star cars of all time. So stay with us. But first, Musk Watch. Right, so YouTube commenter Sam Sam says... Uh, That's his name? Yeah, Sam so Sam. he was commenting mm. on our show from last week. Mm. And he said, Tesla stock jumped 16%. If I only mm. listened to your podcast to get my news, I'd think they were bankrupt and Elon Musk is a con artist. At what point do you three have to admit you were wrong? So, okay, Sam Sam, thanks for the feedback. <laughs> and interestingly, mm. in the week just gone... Uh, Tesla's second quarter earnings call, Elon apologised for his erratic behaviour the first mm. quarter session. Mm. That's where he called uh, two different analysts boring, uh, their questions boring and boneheaded and refused to answer them. So that's he's right. apologised to them mm. and actually made a point of answering their questions at this earnings call. So that's slightly more mature mm. behaviour. He told investors our goal is to be profitable and cash flow positive for every quarter going forward adding the company sitting on $2.78 billion worth of cash. Wow. So hence they yeah. won't have to go out to the market to raise any more capital. Mm-hmm. Last month he also apologised to Pedo Guy, oh, yeah. the British diver uh, Vern Unsworth uh, from the Thai Cave Rescue. That's right. And uh, the market likes the new, more rational and mature Elon because it stock jumped 15%, so Sam Sam is indeed correct, last Thursday, and it stayed up there. Maybe Sam Sam is Elon. Could be. It's a pseudonym, a yeah. nom de plume. He's been listening in on the program and he's starting to kind of play with our mind. But mm. that's a fact. So you can see from that yeah. chart, people having a look on YouTube, that it went vertical and then has stayed pretty much a solid plateau. And that was until last night. Uh, overnight, he suggested taking the company private. So the share price was at about $340 a share. Uh, overnight, it's gone up 10%. 370. It's Three, at yeah. 370 plus at the moment. It's possibly the largest leverage buyout ever. Um, so it sent the share price up another 10. percent So would that mean he would buy all the shares off yeah, everybody? Yeah, privatise the company. Now hmm. he's also made noises about wants to keep investors involved. So yeah. I, I don't know how that can happen when he buys them out. But uh, anyway, that's in Elon world. That yeah. that works. Yeah. But he did on Sunday, actually, uh, on a tweet on Sunday, he played the Hitler card. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm. He retweeted a YouTube uh, video meme based on downfall. You've probably all seen one where it's Hitler in his last days in the bunker and everything's closing in on him. But he was talking about, uh, you know, dang, turns out even Hitler was shorting Tesla stock. Uh, 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 So hilarious. There's a few issues with that. First of all... The whole Hitler thing in today's climate is kind of yeah, yeah. not not good, and also that's so passe. 
I've got to say it wasn't very good in 1945 climate. <laughs> it was probably a bit worse. I don't think it's ever been very good. I just think it's, it's well, it's never good, is it? <laughs> no. But I just think, look, as well in terms of comedic timing, that that yeah. meme is old. Old, yeah. yeah. It was. It hit its heyday in about 2009. What? Yeah, so. yeah, yonks ago, 10 yeah. years ago. But anyway, yeah. look, yeah. the other thing is our Bloomberg Tesla Model 3 production tracker Ooh. has sailed over 5,000. So it all it's all good news. 5,421 Model 3s. Now, this may be a bit of a time lag effect mm-hmm. um, from when the big build-up and push was on, um, but we'll see. So next mm-hmm. week's will be quite telling as to whether or not it stays over 5,000. But there it is. That's the first time we've seen it is, on, on our yardstick. Is that the first time it's gone? So it's gone over 5,000. That's the first time, isn't it? Yeah. And 6,000 was the target. Yeah, but now the 6,000 is by the end of the year. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. we've been using that as a consistent yardstick, mm. and there it is, over 5,000. So cool. Sam, Sam. In the name of balance, yep. hope you're happier. Or Elon. Or you are, Elon. <laughs> right. So, in other news, Richard, yes. you're just back from the local Merck A-Class launch. You can't talk about driving it no. just too much, but okay. th- those that are interested, our own Tim Robbo drove it um, in Europe in yep. April, and that's up on the site. But tell us... A bit about the look and feel. What what can you tell us about it? It, it looks like a hatchback version of the new CLS. Uh, so oh, really? it's been given the new smoother lack of lines, lack of edges treatment. So, uh, yeah, look, we, we recently reviewed the CLS and the designer, the chief designer of the CLS said any line that's not necessarily removed. So it's like someone's gone through with a, a Photoshop cloning tool and just rubbed out all just the re- lines. reduced it. That's it completely. Yeah. And that's the new design language for, for the latest you know, version of Mercedes. And the, sorry, the A-Class is the, is the next model to, to get that treatment. So it looks smoother. Um, it's longer. It's about 12 centimetres longer. Yeah, right. That means yeah. more boot space. It means more room in the back seat as well. Yep. Um, can't talk about how it drives. Right. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, that review will be coming on Friday. And the sedan, we had pics of the sedan on mm-hmm. the site not long ago. Yep. It's going to follow and be on sale I, here? I can reveal that the sedan will be out uh, in 2019. 2019, okay. Yep. The A200 is will be coming out this year. Uh, followed by yep. the A180 at the end of this year. All right. And then the A250 will be here in first quarter of 2019. And some AMGs, will they they'll follow you all can that up? expect AMGs all to the follow, thing. but not for another 12 months, months after the regular yeah. model. Already prevents okay, so, that's yeah. good. So, um, yep, that, that'll be up on the site. We've, mm. we've, we're tied a little bit by an embargo, but mm. uh, by the end of the week, people will be able to read your local impression of, of that car. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. good. All right. Now, speaking about local impressions... J3, yes, oh. you've been on uh, a magical mystery tour of Malaysia and Thailand. Yep. You were looking at car culture up there. What were you up to? Yep. What were the highlights? Uh, so as Cars Guide's foreign correspondent and uh, going overseas for the very first time in my life, my uh, let alone for work as well, so it was a bit of a yep. uh, pretty serious stuff. Um, but I went over there to partake in the uh, Evo Enduro 2018 which is a huge 1,200-kilometer uh, non-competitive rally that goes from Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia yep. all the way up to, for well, for this year anyway, it was to Hua Hin in Thailand. Yeah. Um, is that down? That's down. No. No. Oh, that's up. No. That's up. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> I get confused with geography. Richard was away that day. I was away. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so the interesting thing here is that in Malaysia, cars are really expensive to own. Most cars, anyway. Mm. You can buy um, locally assembled Protons and Pro Rogers for about forty to sixty thousand 
uh, Malaysian ringgit. Yep. Hang on, However, Malaysian. What? So there's uh, a bit of ringgit. bit of local production protection yes. happening. Yes, there Malaysia. is. Uh, the Malaysian government wants to protect its own interests. Let's sure. say, and sure. it goes so far as to putting taxes and taxes and taxes on imported cars to the point where they can cost up to two or three hundred percent more than their original asking price. What? However. Uh, let me just like explain to you guys how weird this can be. A BMW 3 Series is assembled in Malaysia, mm-hmm. yep. so it's exempt from these types of taxes. It still has tax, of course, but it's exempt from some of them. Meanwhile, a Mazda 6 gets the tax. So in Australia, where we can have a Mazda 6 Sport and then a BMW 318 or 320 that costs around about 10 grand more, mm-hmm. yep, give or take, in Malaysia, the BMW is actually about two grand cheaper, cheaper than a Mazda wow. Six. So yeah, everybody over there just drives three series. Like if they're going to have a luxury car, it's always BMW three series, um, BMW five twenty and five thirty E's, and Mercedes Benz equivalents. There's right. no Audis over there, pretty much. I mean, there are some, but like, why would you? Because the Audis are imported. Mm. So the interesting thing here is that when I went on the Evo Enduro, I was expecting heaps of Perugias and Protons, but no one. But this was an enthusiast yeah. group. This wasn't is it? An These are people who group. have gone over and above. Yep. They've decided to fly in the face of all yep. that, open up their wallet, and yep. buy a car that's not produced in Malaysia. So the thing is, is that with these car enthusiasts, they wanted any car, and they've gone, most of these people have gone to such extreme lengths to be able to save up and own these cars. Yep. And it's pretty inspiring pretty inspiring stuff considering how their government has turned their back to them in my opinion anyway yeah um but the event itself was absolutely phenomenal uh Mm. malaysia's roads are the most beautiful i mean i'm not gonna try to get malaysia on my side and start to like me but malaysia has (laughs) why not what have they got against you now what have you done but but malaysia is just an international incident (laughs) but malaysia has some of the most beautiful back roads great you know what you're gonna say great and their road quality is amazing Yeah. yeah right yeah. And who's the person in that photograph there, J3? Oh, standing next to me. Yeah, yeah, with, with her with, hand on your shoulder. Yeah. Another person I met. Another oh, person really? you met. Okay, another yeah. one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you got the Fantastic. flag there. You got the Malaysian yeah, flag. Yeah, Malaysian flag. All right. So you're going to be putting together a bit of a video yep. uh, travelogue on the whole thing. We've and got a couple of videos and articles yep. coming out later yep. this week. Good. Early next week, maybe. So keep an eye out for that. Okay. Fantastic. Terrific. Mm. Now, moving on to other pretty significant news. Toyota and Corolla, two names that sort of roll off the tongue pretty easily, mm. and it's one of the top-selling models in the country. I think it was number three uh, for last year anyway, and it's right up there again this year. So a new model is a pretty big deal. So we've had it confirmed that there are three models this time around. The Ascent that was previously the entry model car, um, not around for the time being. So Ascent Sport, SX, and ZR starting at about 22,870 plus on roads. Well, that's exactly 22,870. There's a new two-litre four-cylinder engine. There'll be hybrid variants available on each uh, grade. And the CVT Auto has a sort of 10-speed sequential mode that takes away a lot of that droniness uh, from the CVT. And I don't know about you guys, but there's been a lot of feedback around the office just looking at the pictures and things, and people are almost incredulous that this looks like a a really terrific Corolla that you could uh, get enthused about. What do you Mm. make of it, J3? I think it's quite interesting because the Hyundai i30, you could argue that that is a very conservative-looking car. And it's funny how it's Toyota and the Corolla that's gone all wacky in the past 12 months, let's say. Sure. 
and hopefully those looks translate to the driving experience mm. uh, because I've heard some stuff about the six-speed manual, um, so it should be pretty good fun to drive. There probably there's not a whole lot of power on offer. Yep. But in terms of sh- chassis engagement, hopefully yeah. there's some. Well, I mean, Akio Toyota was the guy who said no boring cars. Yeah. He he wanted to make a clean break from that mm. cardigan wearing. Um, stereotype yeah. that had dogged the brand here and other mm. markets. Richard, what do you make of this? Carol? Yeah, look, um, we, we've seen this with CHR, mm. uh, which came out. Um, Toyota could have easily have made, you know, a Corolla version of an SUV. Yeah, and it could have been the most boring thing in the world. Um, but they took a chance and they developed the CHR. And yeah, sure, look, it's not to everybody's liking, but for too long, I think. Toyota have tried to make cars which have been to everyone's liking and have ended up making something which is a bit so, boring. Yeah, some brown slush. Instead That's of it. trying to appeal to everybody, you That's pretty it. much appeal to nobody. That's so it. by kind of narrowing it just a little bit, it becomes so much more interesting. That's right. So much worth yep. the time. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's unlikely that this car would alienate any current Corolla you yep. know, owners or prospects, but it does add a touch of, um, you know, flash. Yeah, you're right. Look, it's not... It, it hasn't gone the full CHR on us, so it's not going to be too polarizing. There, you, 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 you Toyota fans are still going to like it, but I think it could bring in a few new buyers to the brand as well. Great. Mm-hmm. So our own uh, Maddie Campbell is is away driving yeah. that car right now. So we'll yeah. have some yeah. reports on what it's like to drive. And to your point, J three, do the do mm-hmm. the dynamics match the the looks? We'll the see. Looks, yeah. We'll see soon enough. Mm-hmm. Now talking about dynamics, we've had uh, a spot in Melbourne of the first currently left-hand drive Chevy Camaros coming in to be switched out to right-hand drive for Mm. sale through HSV in Australia. So to actually see them on the ground is kind of exciting. And already we know that there's white, red, yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Those those colours are available. (laughs) Um, We can confirm that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this car is going to cost a lot more than the Mustang and they only want to sell about 10% Mm. of the volume that the Mustang's doing. More if they can, of course, but I think it's it's limited in terms of the throughput mm. on this right-hand drive uh, conversion at the moment. But that's uh, that's kind of cool, don't you think? Yeah. This is huge. Um, years and years and years ago, um, would have been two thousand and nine or something like that. We first saw Camaro come out to, at the Australian Motor Show, and right then we thought, oh, it's here, it's mm. coming. Mm. And we've been, <laughs> like ten years later, mm. it's finally, it's sure. finally here. Sure. This is huge. Um, it's late, you know. It's it, Mustang came out, you know, quite quite some time ago now. Um, so, but look, it's good that you know Holden slash Chevy has got a competitor to a two door, you know, it, it, competitor it to Mustang. Offers somewhere to go for HSV buyers mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. who you know want to replace their Commodore based yeah. car. And here you go, HSV. The relationship continues. They can buy a V8 rear wheel drive muscle car of a slightly different type. Mm. That car will sell like hotcakes. You reckon? Absolutely. And yep. it doesn't matter what price tag they put on it, that will There'll sell. There'll be people lining up, you think? HSV blokes will lap it up. Will put, they get absolutely. the auto or the manual, do you think? It'll be auto, mate. They're big really? guys. They don't, does it they don't push like your move. buttons, J3? Does the Camaro mm. excite you? It does, yes. But it, mm. th- what you said before it was kind of interesting. You said... Uh, only it'll sell only ten percent of what the Mustang sells. Roughly, something roughly. Yeah, roughly. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of the Toyota eighty six Subaru BRZ. That was the same ratio back then, wasn't it? Sure. Um, so hopefully we'll we will get to see more Camaros. But I don't know. I drove the new Mustang, and 
that that's pretty potent. Sure, S- seems pretty mm. alive and ready to go. Well, it'd be it'd be an be interesting. I mean, I can see all the enthusiast uh, old school magazines doing their oh, cover yeah. stories. Old it's going to be the, the walk up start, really, yeah. isn't it, mate? That's going to um, be that is going to be huge. It's a big yeah. job converting that to left hand to right hand drive and walk and shore. Yeah. Got a big because it's a monocoque chassis, right? Sure. So it's not a case of just they've got swapping to pull the everything apart, around. yeah, no, 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 and yeah. change the firewall. That is a huge whole bit. job, and it's yeah. and it's a tricky one too. Yeah. So, but Walkinshaw, they know what they're doing. It'll be fine. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully, this will give because uh, there's the old hold, uh, the old classic Holden versus Ford thing. Mm. But hopefully, because these cars are so direct with each other and the most direct competitors since. Uh, the Commodore and the Falcon, mm. this might give Tick Ford and Walkinshaw some more time in the spotlight to get some more attention and maybe grow even Hell yeah. bigger. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yep, it'll, it'll be interesting. I just want to see them drop that engine in a Commodore. Yeah. <laughs> I still want HSV to just go V8 on a Commodore. It's, I reckon they can do it. They've definitely. Like that. No, they've got the engineering capacity. Absolutely. I'd love to see them do it. Absolutely. It'd but uh, talking of engineering capacity, oh. here's a word from our sponsor. In 1914, two Aussie visionaries decided it was time for a new kind of car. After meeting face down on the floor of the Bridge Hotel in the Chuka, mates Ern Alcock and Horry Wheeler began working on their dream, and three years later the Winton Motor Company was born. Our founders knew Australians needed a rugged car for tough local conditions, with no-nonsense performance and breakthrough design. Their first production model, the 15, known to Winton enthusiasts the world over as the Mongo, was an unstoppable 15-cylinder force of nature, which set the benchmark for the Wanderers, Wildcats and Turbos that have followed in its illustrious wheel tracks. As Prime Minister Billy Hughes, standing next to the first Mongo, uttered those famous words, She's a Ute, Australians knew they had a winner on their hands. And 101 years later, Winton remains at the frontier of progress and performance, with the groundbreaking 2018 Winton Turbo exported to more than 100 countries. We think Ern and Horry would approve. The Winton Motor Company. Go, Australia. Oh. Well, Winton. Yes. Um, you know, where's Frosty, you might ask? Where is he? Because he's always... Well, he's well, busy. He's back in the office. He's been yeah, working. He's, yeah, yeah, he's back in the he? No, not this office. His office. Oh, that's another role. At Winton Motor Company. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. He's been working through the yeah. final details of Winton's participation in the UN's International Day for the Preservation of the Ozone Layer. Oh, what? Yes. Yeah, so that's 16th. Frosty is not green. It's he's the, the 16th the of September, green. and uh, Winton's the primary Southern Hemisphere sponsor. And <laughs> that's really? Yeah, Frosty's built a good working Winton, relationship. They've with, got the highest emissions out of any car company. Look, his buddies, they don't even have his buddies with UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez, and uh, it could be the launching pad for the Winton Whisperer, He's, the ZEV oh. that we've heard so much about. Yeah, so just don't be surprised. If no. a zero emissions Winton comes on the back of this sponsorship. The only reason why Frosty would be involved in this would just be a quick buck. He's not interested in the environment. Well, he doesn't want a cocktail party He's either. He's the opposite yeah. of environmentally friendly. He has been known to frequent the UN building. There in yeah. uh, Manhattan. Well, he knows where the loos are. He, he does. When, when he's walking down, he <laughs> quickly does. pops in and goes to the loo. All yeah. right. Well, look, we'll move on. We'll hear about yeah. that, I'm sure. <laughs> Controversially, Hyundai has commissioned a, uh, a poll on the 40 greatest movie cars ever. And look, there are 40 of them. Our own Andrew Chesterton has reported on this out of Europe. And it's never going to satisfy everybody. But we've all had a look at this list. And we can see some no-brainers that have been included. 
mm. and some omissions that just seem puzzling at Massive. best. Mine, first up, no wagon queen family truckster. The Griswolds yeah. Oh, yeah. wagon is not in there. With the double yeah. headlights and the, the wood The quad paneling. headlights on yeah. either side. How could it not be there? <laughs> I'm, I'm that, flummoxed. I'm flummoxed. What else is Re- there? What you, what? Um, American Graffiti, not mentioned at all. The yellow 32 jo- Ford. John Milner's 32 Coupe. Chevy, yeah, yeah. not Sam. there. I mean, they've got they've got Doc Brown's DeLorean. They've got some, yes. you know, yeah. easy wins yeah. like Herbie the Love Bug, and that's at number four. The Bluesmobile, yes. which of course is a Dodge Monaco um, with cop everything. Yeah. Oh cop, yeah, you know, yeah, cop brakes, cop, yeah. cop tires, cop, cop suspensions, cop shocks. Yeah, it so is it the new Bluesmobile? Yeah, <laughs> it was built before catalytic converters, so, so it'll run, run on regular gas. <laughs> yeah. Um, then they've got Ecto One from yep. the Ghostbusters yep. and Christine. Yes, Plymouth Fury. Got to have that. You know that. That's in. Fantastic horror film, but uh, what what the other one we were talking about besides John Milner's uh, yeah. Yellow yeah. Coupe from yes. American Graffiti, I think that the truck from Duel yes. should yes. be in there. That was the scariest mm-hmm. movie I ever saw. When you've I was you've nine. seen yep. that? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah. It, there's no it's terrifying. With the movie cars, there's two arguments to it. One, because of just visual mm. representation and how it looks cool, or two, the it's a mechanical representation representation of the driver mm. or the world that the movie is set in yeah, yeah. so how can you not include the truck from Jules Absolutely. Yeah, which is a bit like Christine yeah, yeah. yeah the Plymouth Fury yeah. which is 1957 I'm not sure Fury? I'm I don't sure. know also, oh, 58. 58 58 Plymouth Fury the Italian job the minis aren't mentioned I think no. they are are they yeah where no there's one Charlie's mini. getaway minis number oh, 8 oh right oh. but can I just say number 2 Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, bang. bang. Yeah, oh look no. the, the one that gets what me is number hell? 35 Fozzie's uncle Studi Baker in the Muppet movie. <laughs> what? So was this um, all of Europe? Fozzie's uncle Studi Baker. Yeah. Was this all of Europe or the UK? It was in the UK, okay. so it may be skewed somewhat. And it was commissioned yeah. by Hyundai. It was commissioned yeah. by Hyundai because they've planted a few cars in the upcoming Marvel movie, yes. Ant Man. Yes. So, funnily enough, number forty yes. is Hank Pym's Triumph Spitfire from Ant Man. Now. That is an obscure vehicle in a movie that no one really knows about, or frankly cares much about. <laughs> yeah. uh, why? Why is that in there? When and also, uh, Mad Max's uh, vehicle is described as a pursuit special. Of course, it's an interceptor. interceptor. It was the last of the yeah. V8s, phase yeah. four heads, yeah. sucks nitro, six hundred horsepower at the wheels. Yeah, you know, kick it in the butt. Be- yeah, mm. kick it in the gut. I bearing. had some comments because number two is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. The yeah customized Paragon Panther. I was thinking, if you're going to include a Panther, you need to swap that with Corella DeVille's uh, Panther DeVille. Yeah. Um, there's also no cars from Tulane Blacktop. That's the 1971 yeah. movie right. with yeah. the 1955 also- Chevy. Three, no, Chevy 150 with the 427 V8. Did you know also closely related to the 55 Chevy in American Graffiti? Right, yes, which was driven of, by Harrison Ford's character. That's yep. right, one of three produced for those two movies. Yep. Yeah, you're right. There's yeah. also the 1970 Pontiac GTO Judge from that movie. Yes. Then there's The Car from The Car, which is that mm. horrible 1971 horror movie where the self-driving It could be the thing that uh, Matt Pritchard wrote about, which is My Mother, The Car. Yeah. It was uh, mm. the TV sh- t- Oh, well, it's movies, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. sorry. <laughs> this person's mother was a car. Uh, but... The question you're all, you know, wanting yeah. to know the answer to is that it was topped by James Bond's Aston Martin DB5, DB5. Mm. which has sent the value of that car to ludicrous levels. You can get a DB6 for kind of a quarter of the money. 
Yeah. That's probably yeah. a better car, but yeah. everyone wants the DB5. And yeah. I've got to say, uh, watching, what was it, Skyfall, mm. uh, a movie or so before, yep. when that car made a reappearance, that was brilliant. It that, does That was a good. great scene. Regardless of the really car's fantastic. dynamics and engine and that it's type of thing, it's a great looking scene. iconic. Yeah. And in uh, Goldfinger, where he, the, the little spikes come out of the hubs yeah. and he tears up the Mustang. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. So yep. go to our site, mm. have a look at the list, give us your feedback on the cars you think shouldn't be in there and the ones that should be. I reckon mm. it's a great discussion or starter. Or write your own list. Yeah, uh, yeah give us your own list. Absolutely. Something. Can I just point out, is it my eyes or the 1968 Mustang GT Bullet from, from right. Bullet? It's not there either. Yeah, right. How right. could that Well, as be? if that counts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> talk about... Well, yeah, what about... Right. Fozzie's uncle's Studebaker <laughs> from the Muppet movie. That yeah. counts for a yeah, lot yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, or Iron Man's Acura NSX. Well, I, yeah. well there or are three. Iron Man's Audi R8. That was just product placement. That's not an actual And there movie are three car. different Batmobiles in there. Like, okay, Batmobiles are cool, but you can't give it three entries. The Ferrari from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. What That's not that? in there, which actually something. wasn't a Ferrari. No. It was a rebodied Corvette or something like that yeah. made to look like a Ferrari because they couldn't afford to wreck one. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. We'd, we would love your feedback. Mm. That's a pretty hot topic, I reckon. Yes. And moving from one hot topic to another, sales for the month just gone, July, what's mm. happening in the world of new car sales? Uh, and, of course, it's the Toyota Hilux continues its run as the best-selling vehicle in mm. the entire country. Mm. Um, so the thing is, though, July... Sales were down year on year, so compared to July last year, mm. by more than 7%. So the market, the market dry, dry, dry July, July. Mm. point. Mm. And it actually w- went back quite a bit. Passenger car sales, so your conventional cars, down 20%. 20%. Could this be because all the dealers rushed to get their sales through for uh, their you know, end of financial year? A big year, June. Um, but that, that, that might always be the case. So yeah. when you're comparing year on year, mm. it is apples uh, with apples. So, yeah. so this year, for yeah. whatever reason, yeah. uh, the market's gone backwards. SUV sales mm. went south by 1%. Mm. So mm. The, mm. the ever-increasing ascent of the SUV seems to have halted momentarily. Mm. And we'll see uh, what happens yeah, in just the coming cold, weeks and months. Just the cold weather, maybe. Just the cold weather. No one wants to go outside. <laughs> what? No one wants to deal with <laughs> car salesmen. They're like, oh, no. Why does the I cold weather put people off SUVs I don't in know. particular? Weather do does influence buying habits. I do know that. Right. Yeah. What, barometric pressure? Yeah. So if it's yeah, a low, it's, low pressure. <laughs> if it's a low pressure system, sales of Hiluxes go down. <laughs> what about the Southern Oscillation Index? Oh, and then you bring if the that's El, El Nino into it as well. Right. Dealers yeah. hate that. Oh, the dealers, they're stalking the forecourt, trying <laughs> to are, rope people in when the Southern Oscillation Index is hotline on the to wrong the bomb. Side. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, well, talk about lunatics, and we've found one. It's an Australian person. Oh, Look, yeah. he's actually built an inline six cylinder engine, the famous Ford Barra, mm. out of logo, Lego, and he's done such a fantastic job. I love it. Everything yeah. works. If you pull uh, the cam cover off, you can see the little pistons operating. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's got a turbo that sort of moves around. All the um, He's got a chain drive. He's got belts yep. on it. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I've seen yeah. the video, and the first thing he, he says when he takes the cover off and you see the pistons going, he goes, and it, this is so classic, he goes, now you'll probably notice this is an incorrect firing order. <laughs> <laughs> that is an anorak. Love That's it. fantastic. Are we sure that it's not our own Tom White who, yeah, who maybe. built this? Because he's a barra 
Well, Obsessive Mitch loves a barrow yeah. as well. Actually, yeah. Mitch more prefers a barrow swap. Yes, he, he does. He likes that barrow going into anything and everything. Yeah, so yeah. absolutely. It could be, but we, mm. were, we will uh, look into that, but I just mm. think it's fantastic. Mm. There's also a transmission added on the end of it too. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Six-speed. Yeah. So can I just ask, did he need specially made Lego for this or was he able to build it just out of, you know, the Star Wars Lego that you get? I Why would it be out of Star Wars oh, well, you know, you know how you, can, uh, you I, can't What do you want? <laughs> you I want some... Think- Lit lightsaber in the back of it. I don't think uh, Star Wars Lego is that universal. Um, but Star, Star Wars Lego. Where does this stuff because come I went, from? Look, it's it's half from the Millennium Falcon. I, and half yeah, Star. I went to buy Lego the other day, right? And all I could get was like branded Lego. So Star Wars Lego oh, I see. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. There's a yeah. monopoly Star Wars has on the Lego market. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they just, do. it's just Star Wars. It's stuff. full on. Well, it's absolutely brilliant, and mm. it's just one of those nerdy things that everybody has to tip their hat to. Absolutely. Uh, it's superb. Absolutely. Now, speaking of uh, discussion and potential conflict, blowing a gasket this week, I reckon the topic du jour is our very own Danny Ricky's decision to join uh, Renault for the 2019 F1 season, um, yep. leaving Red Bull. After a long stint, it seems as though everybody wanted to have him on their team. Um, Rumours about Ferrari, even Mercedes, where is he going to go? He goes completely at 90 degrees of all that and heads to Renault. So they're a midfield team at best. He's leaving one of the front-running teams. Is he a genius or a lunatic? What do you think, J3? You're an F1 uh, boffin. I'm quite the opposite. (laughs) Oh. But... It is pretty an Australian thing to do, I reckon. Like, if you're already up at number one, you're not going to go to Ferrari or uh, Mercedes if you're already up there. Like, yeah. why not just 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 throw everything up in the air and freak everybody out and just go to Renault? So I'm yeah. not surprised by yeah. that. However, that's a very limited. Um, that's an opinion based on very limited knowledge. So I'm going to throw it over to Richard. Look, you know, I, to be honest, you know, I don't think you're far off the off the mark. Yeah. Um, I think this is a genius move. I think uh, you only have to look at uh, Mark Webber, um, who, yeah. who his biggest regret of his career, he says, was he was driving for Minardi and Jaguar and was offered a contract uh, to either drive with Williams or Renault, and he took Williams. Um, and he said he wished he'd gone with Renault because then Renault went on to become ah. much bigger. Yeah, sure. So this could be a case of that as well. It's going from Red Bull to a mid-pack team right. like Renault. Yeah. Uh, it could be Daniel Ricciardo's the best movies of his career. Yeah. Um, because as you said, J3, moving to an, un, you know, another team which an is... underdog, un, so to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. Moving to another team which is right up there yeah. could be a really bad well, move. So throws everything off balance. My yeah. mind goes to Fernando Alonso, who is just the guy who is always zigged when he should have zagged. Yep. Yep. And hindsight is a glorious thing. Mm. But you think he won a couple of world championships with Renault mm. and then, okay, I'm off to McLaren. Yes. One year, didn't work out. Yep. Mm, uh, bummer, I'll go to Ferrari. They're on yeah. the incline. <laughs> yeah. Goes there, dud, nowhere, yep. nowheresville. Yep. Leaves Ferrari, I'm going back to McLaren. <laughs> yep. Boom, yep. Right, yep. straight yep. down to the bottom, Ferrari comes good. Just so everywhere he leaves... Yep. Comes good. I just reckon a left field move like this could well surprise everybody. Yeah. Just do what Alonso doesn't. Yeah, that's how that's you it. win. Yeah. Do what Fernando yeah. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we'll quickly uh, cover off what's in our garage uh, this week. Um, Richard, what have you been uh, steering? I have been 
Oh, it's been fantastic. Uh, it's the Audi RS3 mm-hmm. in a in the in the same blue as these chairs in our room. If you can't see them, it's, it's Cookie Monster blue. Blue, right? Um, nice. Two point five liter five cylinder. Uh, it's it's mate. It's it's quick. Right. Very very quick. Like I think it's zero to one hundred and four point one. It's also bone jarringly firm in the suspension. Oh, like to the point where. Driving it in my area, where I live, like around Marrickville and Dulwich Hill, where the roads are terrible, it gives me a headache to drive. And it's the first, right. one of the first cars I've ever driven that's made me So feel no adjustment in there, no buttons there to are, magically... There are, even on comfort mode, it's, it's still like... Oh, 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 oh. Right. And um, it's it's one car, one of the only cars I've ever been in where I get car sick driving it because right. of the... Yes. There's that firmness and the head sway. Whereas normally, everyone else in the car feels ill just because just they're driving that's with you. With that's Richard, right. That's right. Now it's me surface. as well. Now yeah. it's me as well. Wow. It's I mean it's brilliant. I and mean, when right. everybody's out of the car and I'm I'm not ferrying a toddle around and I can have a you know a red hot go, that car is awesome. Right. So it's, it's for a specific purpose, and you better be ready yeah. if you're using it for oh, other things as well. Yeah, it's not an easy daily driver, that's for sure. Cool. Yep. Mm. Now, J3, I was thinking you you had a steer of a C43. Yep, didn't I had you? a go of a C43 AMG and a Volvo S90 T8. But let's just talk about the AMG because that's great. What How'd you go with that? Um, that is very much an AMG light. Uh, you know how the C63 has the same problems as the uh, Audi RS3. Yep. It's just too firm, too rigid, and it's just too hard for every day. Mm. The C43 is pretty damn comfortable for what has an AMG badge on the back. It's very... Uh, now I wouldn't you, say supple. You did tell us, though, that the roads in Malaysia, and this is uh, where you drove it, yep. are billiard table smooth. Yep, yeah, they are. But once you cross over into Thailand... Thailand? Not so much. There's... Cows oh. and bikes coming at you Bodies. on the highway. Did you hit really? some cows? No. Don't, don't hit the cows in Thailand. I hope you didn't hit anyone. Of, oh, that's no. true. Don't yeah. do that. The whole insult, or insult yeah. the uh, president, yeah. prime no, minister. King. 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 Don't insult the king. Do not say don't insult anyone. anyone. King. Righto. Um, but yeah, the C43, that's the three litre twin turbo cranking out, I'm fairly sure, 287 kilowatts Righto. and 520 newton meters of torque through the nine speed gearbox. Yep. Which is can't hold a candle to the ZF eight speed. Right. No way. Mm. Not in no. Okay. Mm. But you but you found it a pleasurable experience. Pleasurable mm. car, yes. Fantastic. And I'll, we averaged about eight point two liters per hundred Ks on the highway, doing about right. hundred and ten. Oh about hundred ten. About hundred and ten. Rounded up about, by yeah. Were, yeah, you, were you ever given a police escort in some of your stages? No. Okay. But the police just in Malaysia just they just do whatever they Were want. you ever given a police escort late in the evening? Yes. Oh, out, out of the club. Oh, yeah. Were yeah. you ever just given an escort? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Okay. I've, I've very uh, briefly, I've been driving the long-term Volkswagen Golf R wagon. Yep. And it's just so pleasurable to drive. Mm. Um, I've mentioned it before, so that's what I've been in. I won't bore people with the details. Mm. Um, I think with that, mm. we've reached okay. the finish line. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Thank you, J3. And thanks to our producer, Marsden, for his wizardry on the buttons. I've never been completely infatuated with a co-worker before, and I'm still not. I like his chest. Thank you for listening, and please give us your thoughts on anything we've discussed today. Search for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram and use the hashtag CGPodcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. You can listen to and watch us on YouTube. And if you're an iTunes devotee, please rate and review us. I hope you can join us next week. 
Until then, as we all know, anyone driving slower than you is an idiot and anyone going faster than you is a maniac. Yeah.